In the Gospel of Matthew, the 28th chapter, I'm going to read from verse 1 through verse 7. But I'm going to ask you this morning not to hear me speak the word of the Lord as I read it. I want you to open your spiritual ears and hear what the Spirit has to offer for you in this Easter morning. Listen for the word of the Lord. Early Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was like white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him. And they fell into a dead faint. The angel spoke to the women saying, I have come, uh, pardon me, saying, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now, Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you, the gospel of the Lord. I have been sharing in the last month, last three weeks, a series of messages about the statements of Jesus when Jesus said, I have come. And Jesus said a series of statements of that kind, I have come kind of to clarify the purpose for which he was here on earth, to clarify the many purposes for which he was here on earth. He said he had about 14 of those statements throughout the gospel. I have come. Some are very clear. Some are very foggy. Some are kind of contentious. Last week I mentioned that he said, I have come to bring fire to this earth, and I read that text last night, doctor, and he said, and I wish the earth would catch on fire. What was he saying? I have come, he said many times. La- the first week that we studied, we, re- uh, we, we remember the text that said, I have come not, to, not for those who think they are healthy. I have come for those who know they are sinners and need God. Last week, which was Palm Sunday, we, 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 discover, uh, we discussed two or three of these, I have come, but we focus on this one that's on the screen. And Jesus says basically, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Not to judge it. This Friday night, after we finish our event here of uh, a Friday, Good Friday, which was the, the Christ journey for us, it was an amazing experience. Uh, people came and they had that personal intimacy with Jesus as they went through the different stations. They heard the music. But we went out afterwards, a group of us, and as we were sitting there, somebody from the table came out and saying, told me, well, you know, you, you got to do the right thing because Jesus is a, is a judge. And I said, do I clarify it here now? And I think I had to uh, because it's so sad to think that the Jesus that you love and you worship is here to judge you. And then the person said, so I got to do it right. Oh, what kind of life is that? Thinking that Jesus is your judge and you're having to hide, you're having to deny yourself and hide 
You're, who you, because Jesus is your judge. Well, I kind of clarified it, and, and, and in too many theology or 30-second theology, I tried to explain, no, 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 no. Jesus right now, he's not the judge. The Jesus that we speak of today, he has his arms open and inviting people to come. However, when Jesus comes the second time, he is coming to judge. But the Jesus that I'm talking about now, he's got his arms open, open, and he's calling and beckoning unto us to follow him. So Jesus did not come to judge. Today I want to talk about the Big Bang. But no, not about the show, which I actually began to watch not long ago, and it's pretty funny, about these geeks who are super intellectuals, and they really don't fit in this world, but they try. And that's the whole comedy. They don't fit in this world, but they try. I'm not here to also talk about the Big Bang Theory, which amazingly enough it has been uh, proposed as one of the theories uh, that, that explains, tries to explain the creation of everything that is seen. And hold on to your hats. Scientists are also saying everything that is seen and unseen. Because now they have particles smaller than the molecule. They actually say that at the beginning of creation, God created jelly beans. No. At the beginning of creation, before everything was done, before anything existed, everything that existed fit in the size of a marble. Today's Easter, so I brought jelly beans. These scientists assert that everything that is and is to be started in the Big Bang. But what exploded was the size of a marble, which is about the size of a jelly bean, right? Amazing. But that's not what I want to talk to you today about. I want to share with you today about God's Big Bang. And let me tell you, if you think that it's not something big, that God abandoned heaven, Wake up. Abandoned heaven and left earth. I mean, left the heavens to come down to earth. The kids are three-second rule. And he came down. Is that not big enough for you? That God became human and lived with us? That's not big enough for you? That's not big enough for you? That the God of eternity who created everything that is seen and unseen actually walked out and became human with us. Is it big enough for you to think that, that a dead man, like I said this morning, a dead man, it hasn't happened in history before that, and it hasn't happened again, a dead man walked up to live again? Is that not big enough, a big bang? Or is it not a big bang, the fact that through the death of this man who got up and walked, we have access to a totally new life? to a totally new way of seeing the world and experiencing life through the kingdom of God? Very different ways. So let me suggest to you that instead of sharing about the, 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 the Big Bang and the show, I want to share to you some thoughts to you about God's Big Bang. You see, because the Big Bang tries to explain the attempt of the creation of everything that's seen and unseen. Likewise, our Lord Jesus Christ came to usher the kingdom of heaven. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the kingdom of heaven that we're going to enjoy after we die. That pie in the sky that the depression people thought it was. 
Because the, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is in our midst. It's here. This, what we're experiencing, is an experience of the kingdom of heaven. When we're singing those songs and some of you, you, your skin got chicken, whatever they call it, you know, or your hair stood up, or you got that feeling, my gosh, this is ultra amazing. That is experiencing the realm of God, not the physical worldly. So the kingdom of God, uh, Jesus came to usher that kingdom that is seen and is also unseen. So God's intention to usher the kingdom of God is to give us a new way of life, to give us a loving, new loving relationships, to allow us to learn how to love, learn to forgive, and live life as God intended it. You know what is really the kingdom of God? Listen to this. The kingdom of God is understanding life is understanding life from God's perspective. It's learning to live in God's order. And that includes my bedroom. Yes. The kitchen, finances, family, relationship in God's order. You see, because the gospel says... I must, Jesus said that he came to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, to teach, to heal, and to bring something totally new that didn't exist before he died. Amazing changes. Totally new. Also, I want to find out, I want to find out if you think that, that the kingdom of God or, or that the Big Bang Theory states that the universe is in constant change. They say that it's in constant change. That it wasn't just created, it's there. These scientists assert that the, kin, the, 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 the universe is still growing and expanding, they use the term. It's stretching. It's growing. There's more, uh, uh, what are those things called? Uh, uh, satellites. There's more stars created. There's more galaxies created. That was the word I was looking for. Galaxies. And it continues to change, to evolve to whatever its intention was. That's what they assert, like was in the kingdom of God. Jesus' resurrections, let me tell you something. The resurrection of Jesus should really remind us on how quickly things can change. From that Thursday dinner to that Sunday morning, life really changed for a lot of people there. How in three days life can change so radically. Those that were following Jesus became scared and became victims, and so they became victors. Things changed quite a bit. The fear, the disappointment, the frustration was shifted into joy, into amazement, into what? Yeah. Things change, and the resurrection reminds us that our life with Jesus is a constant change because we are to grow in grace, not to get stuck in our old ways that I like because I like it. It is how quickly things can change because Jesus, you know what was the old world for growth and change, the old word? Sanctification. Remember that? We just call it change now. We just call it transformation to the image of Jesus. 
That's what it is, the same stuff. So change is part of the Big Bang, God's style. Not only did God bring in his Big Bang in the day of that resurrection, when that stone rolled away, and by the way, Jesus never came out of the tomb, as many pictures show. Did you know that? In Scripture, we never read that Jesus stepped out of the tomb. Never. Actually, the reason why I think the angel rolled the stone was to show everybody he wasn't there already. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he never stepped out. The roll, and he was that there already. So when you see the movie that he gets up and he stands into in front of the, 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 the rock and he says, abracadabra, and the roll, uh-uh. He was not there by the time the angel came down and rolled the stone and sat on it. He was gone. He was gone to find his friends. And he did, outside. Where did he find his friends? In the garden. Not in the tomb, in the garden. Also, the Big Bang, God style, not only reminds us of the origin of new things in our life and reminds us of constant change, which is for God, but it invites us, it calls us to live in God's power. It calls us to live in God's order. The thief has come only to steal and to kill, says the Gospel of John. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it in full, abundantly, fulfilled, enriching, satisfying God's way. Amazing. Is that, that's not big enough for you? Then we got some other problems. You see, because the third and final thing that I want to share with you is that the invitation to live in God's powerful order is part of what happens in the resurrection. Jesus is inviting his disciples from this moment on to continue to follow him and do the things that he used to do. And he actually said that they would do things greater than he did. Mm -hmm. That's for us. For this I was born, Jesus said. For this I came into this world. That I should bear witness of the truth. And bearing witness of the truth is showing us how and who God is. That's what he was doing. He was showing us how and who God is. He was showing us how and who God's mercy functioned. He was throwing it all at us. And we just couldn't take it. But let me ask you in finishing. Yes, the Big Bang, God's style, is something that brought something totally new to this world. It's something that reminds us of constant change. And it's, something, it's, and, and it's an invitation for us to follow Jesus. But let me ask you this thing. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I think that every one of us need to know today that God is calling us to follow him. I think that God, we need to understand that God is no longer angry or judging you. We need to understand, I also would like for you to know today that God has made a way for your life to change. And I think you need to know this because you need to change. Oh, I'll just ask your wife, <laughs> or who you're hanging around with. They'll tell you, ah, can you turn them upside down? 
And I think you need to know that Jesus is welcoming you. And you may need to have a Jesus moment so that your life may begin to experience, may begin to change, and may begin to fit in the order of God. And that only happens when we follow Jesus. So today I invite you quietly there as you are to consider, are you a follower of Jesus? Would you like to be a follower of Jesus? Because if you do, your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. Let us pray. We thank you, O Lord, for your word. We thank you, O Lord, for your word. We thank you, O Lord, for your word. Amen.